Super Nintendad's entertainment podcast is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. For more information, please go to greenlitpodcasts.com and... Thanks for listening. <laughs> I woke up at 5.30 this morning to go for a run. <laughs> I woke up at 5.30 with the runs. <laughs> Did you get your last McRib in of the season? <laughs> Actually, sir, you know what? Morning Dadcast. Are the batteries dying in one of Gray's toys? <laughs> That's Gray's. That was Gray's <clears throat> number one requested Christmas present. That is the Christmas present that Elphis brought him from Santa on Christmas morning. And it's called an automaton. What is it? What? Why? It's essentially a mini synthesizer uh, that looks like an eighth note. It's got like a little face on it. And it has like a ribbon controller on it. And it's like a mini synthesizer. And you squeeze the mouth to make it louder. And he saw one YouTube video and was completely in love. And now we watch automaton videos every night. And uh, he suggested that I try to trick you with this to see if you could tell the difference between this and the slide whistle. And um, yeah, that's the automaton. It's actually a pretty cool little thing. Um, And it makes the most annoying sound of all time yeah that sounds like batteries dying in a ch- in a child's in a child's toy um you know i'm so yeah uh, it's you know i'm so sick of kids on the streets these days with their automatones and drugs yep. it's becoming an <laughs> epidemic <laughs> yeah it's you know switchblade fighting mm-hmm. and the black automatones versus the white automatones yeah and the Jets versus the Sharks. Yeah. Plus wow, that actually, that actually wound up being more topical than I expected it to be. I only said that because um, you can get your automaton in black or in white. Thank you for clarifying that for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to think that I was um, actually trying to prove an actual point. That's not something we do on this. Sh- <laughs> That's not something we do on this show, <laughs> no, folks. Sir. I'm sorry. No, we're sir. gonna be talking. We're gonna be talking about Wild Woody and Mario and Wario for the Super Farrowcom. We are not gonna be talking about anything topical. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're listening to the wrong show if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for answers, we don't have any of that. But you nope. can you can listen to Twaddle D and Twaddle Dumb talk for. 55 minutes here and we'll <laughs> twaddle D and twaddle dumb. I would like to be twaddle dumb. <sighs> oh, you are, sir. And being that I'm older and taller, I think I'm allowed to be. W- was Tweedle dumb taller? No, I don't know. I just think or, if you're if you're taller, you get to make you make get to make choices. Oh, I see. We're in schoolyard schoolyard rules. <laughs> right. I got it. Okay, okay. Uh, give me a dollar <laughs> and do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm twaddle dumb. Okay. <laughs> uh I um I had a wisdom tooth taken out this week. Uh you sound fine. 
Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Tracy, of course, accused me of doing it just so I could try to convince people that I'm younger than I actually am. Uh, that might be true, though. She's she's half right, <laughs> like always. Um, okay. Yeah, apparently, when you get a wisdom tooth taken out when you're in like your teens, when most people do, it's like taking an egg from a carton. You literally just pull it out. Like you could right. probably do it at home if you you know wanted to. With one of those at-home wisdom tooth removal kits. Yes, exactly. Right right next to the crest whitening strips. Yes, and the Chia Pets that look like Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but apparently when you get to my age, <laughs> it is like um, excavating a fossil. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there's like little brushes. <laughs> there's little tools that need to be used that they only pull out for 40-year-old wisdom teeth removal. Right. So so it ha- so it was not it has not been a very fun week uh for me. Did you go to like a back alley minority report guy? Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he also like, offered to change my fingerprints. He's like there's a sandwich for you in fridge or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Onion sandwich in fridge. <laughs> Onion sandwich in fridge. <laughs> uh yeah, man. he offered to change my fingerprints. I declined. Um As you do, usually. Yeah. And uh, Alf was playing on the television. So, you know, everything came full circle for me. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. That's great. Well, that, so so you're, you had, what, one pulled? Just Two one. Pulled? There was one, the one. Yeah, there was just one that was causing uh, a little bit of future trouble to the molar next to it that they wanted to um, you know, stop. Cut off at the root, as it were. Gotcha. Teeth weren't playing well together. So what happens? So what's the what's the science <laughs> behind it possibly making you look younger? <laughs> oh, uh, just because young kids get their wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I thought I see. I'm thinking you. I'm thinking like the structure of your face might change, and you might. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> come, come scheduling the other three to come out next week then. Right. You want that like, you know, really like, you know, like sucked in, like the vacuum face. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Give me one of those. <laughs> God, that's really, that's, that's really an awful noise. That's going to be the whole show. Does, and Gray was happy with that gift? Oh, dude, he was amped. He More wasn't so, like it's, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so, but no. Um, he, uh, yeah, he loves his automaton, and um, that's literally the only thing he wanted. I, I asked him on Christmas Eve before he went to sleep. I said, "What are you really hoping for, buddy?" And he said, "An automaton." I said, "What else?" He goes, "Well, that's it. Just the automaton." I said, "Okay, <laughs> okay, sweetheart." Speaking of Christmas, it might be January 11th, but the Super Nintendads have uh, finally shared their presents with each other. We, we, I'm sure our I'm yeah. sure our audience uh, is excited to hear about this. We have posted pictures of this on our Instagram account, uh, Super Nintendo Dads. But I couldn't have been more surprised when I opened up my mail one day. I'm holding it in my hands as we speak, and have <laughs> a, a, a complete in box Wild Woody and Sega CD. <laughs> Not only complete in box, but including the beautiful piece of foam rubber that comes on top of the disc. Oh yeah, remember those? Yeah, with an with the Hudson Soft ad for Lords of Thunder tucked into the back of That's the manual. CIB baby. CIB. <laughs> um oh, and a postcard for oh this I could register this. I wonder if Sega CD registration still owns PO Box 5784 in Redwood Redwood City, California. Some sick mole man looking f- 
just checks that thing like once a year. <laughs> he goes out. Oh, man. Like, or you call whatever hotline it is and they immediately pick it up and they're like, yeah, what's going on? Wild Woody hotline. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just it's just a guy at a payphone. Right. <laughs> yeah. You uh, would you want to talk Wild Woody? Yeah. You, uh, Anytime you someone comes near the payphone, he just yells at them. them like Waluigi. <laughs> no one's touched that payphone other than him for 13 years. Right. I'm waiting on a call. Yeah, just so everybody knows, to get himself out of a jam, Wild Woody can sketch up things like bombs, mermaids, cyclones, and ghosts, or just rub out enemies with his big eraser butt. Get the yeah. point? Ah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so now I own that. So now you own that. So here's here's two things we. But I, I want to check on that real quick. Yep. Uh, one, you don't even own a Sega CD. I just thought you needed to own that. Yes, but it is, you know, it's only a matter of time. I do own the analog SG, which plays very well with Sega CD V1 and V2. And I've really just kind of been biding my time waiting for the right one to come along. I want a really good refurbished one. And they're very expensive these days. The pandemic has added about 45% value to those systems. Yeah, for sure. So I'm waiting it out until I get the right one. I have a few Sega CD games, but no Sega CD. But it's only a matter right. of time. So that's the first thing. The second thing is kindly tell the audience what the bargain bin price tag on ah. the front is. Yeah, so, <laughs> that, that was that was my that was my favorite part of the whole process. Oh, I can imagine. So this came from maybe a store named Budget. Unless it's just under the budget section in this store. But it says right. budget and then it says parentheses used game Genesis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so close. Right. Um, Almost. Partially. And then it has a uh, a price tag on here of $1.95. <laughs> <laughs> Which as anybody who is interested in the collector's market of any retro gaming knows, that is an absolutely insane price for wild woody <laughs> most right. people need to add a zero at the end of that yeah that is that is not what i paid for, for no it. no no definitely not and it's funny if you think if you think about like if that game was priced at 195 it's entirely possible that that's what it was priced maybe like a year after it came out when the sega cd like started to just take a downturn Oh, yeah, that, that's what I figured. I just thought it was so funny that that sticker lives on right. the front it, oh, it as a reminder. But, it, yeah. but right, isn't it so funny to think that like retro and collectible things have to go through that phase? They have to go through that shedding phase where yep. it's like, all right, you could buy it for $59 in the store. You could wait two years and then buy it for a dollar at a thrift shop. Or you could wait five to 10 years after that where it's $200. <laughs> and that is the cycle of all retro gaming. Unless it's like a Nintendo franchise where it doesn't usually dip below like 25. Yeah. Dude, that's just so funny. That was a very welcome present to arrive in the mail uh, just after Christmas. And thank you again for that, my friend. Of course. Yeah, well, he's like, I feel like Wild Woody's like Candyman, right? If you say, we said his name so many times on, on the yes. podcast <laughs> that he had to appear at someone's house at some point. Yeah, well, in that case, in that case, Castlevania Bloodlines, Castlevania Bloodlines, Castlevania <laughs> Bloodlines. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> or ma ma Master of Darkness for the Master System, Master of Darkness for the Master System, Master of Darkness for the Master System. So, yeah, I, uh, I love looking at this box. Gray is very bummed out that we can't play the pencil game, as he calls it. Um, I told <laughs> him. Game. I told him it's just a matter of time at this point. He'll get his shot. He'll get his shot. On the flip side of that, yeah, 
there there was a there was gift giving in the other direction yes from one superintendent to another we're we're still in the process but you heard i picked up in anticipation of a future episode a complete in box super mario paint or is it or is it just or is it just mario paint is it super mario Mario paint Paint. it's mario okay so it's just mario paint so i got the mouse pad and i got the mouse and the game and the instruction manuals, which is cool. I've never seen the instruction manuals, so that was really awesome to take a look at. All in box. Box a little banged up, but not too bad. And I paid pretty much probably what it went for retail. I found it That's on eBay. Solid price. Yeah, solid price. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably what it what it went for when it first came out. So not 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 a huge dent there. Uh and we're obviously going to have some fun with that, having the kids do some stuff and making some music in it. And that's going to oh, be Oh, yeah. Gabe a, is a, definitely going to be creating um, <laughs> a, a symphonic uh, orchestration. Yeah. Do they have a, a, a sitar setting on it? Or I hope so. <laughs> if not, I think you can make the frog face. That sounds a little bit like the sitar. Perfect. So having heard that, you went ahead and got me something that's not even available over here and pretty rare you want to see and, and i didn't even know what it was but it yeah. looks badass you want it's you really cool yeah so this is one of the few games that requires the super nintendo super super nintendo the super nintendo mouse right it's called mario and wario and it was actually designed by satoishi tajiri otherwise known mm-hmm. as the creator and developer of game freak uh and pokemon games mm-hmm and it was released in Japan, and it's notable for being the first Mario game that was not ever released overseas. Right. And good for you, despite being a Japan-only release, the game's entirely in English. Oh, great. Yeah. You lied to me. I did. <laughs> oh, so you lied to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, was, it was a joke. I was like, how much Japanese do I, am I getting? Because I looked at the <laughs> yeah, front of it, and I'm like, yeah. how much Japanese am I going to need to know? Because I yeah. know zero. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, regardless of this being a beautiful, complete in box um, game, even if the game was terrible, it's one of the coolest box covers of all time. Oh, it's yeah. got like Mar- Mario with a bucket over his head, Wario lurking in the background, a fairy blasting magic to hit Mario in the face, and a picture of the Super Famicom or Super NES mouse. It's a really interesting game. I think you're really going to get a kick out of it. I hope once I do get it over to you, you can give us uh, some impressions. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, how 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 are things going? Just for my brain's going to be. It's you know, it's the ungodly hour, so my brain is going to be. <laughs> it's just so early. Um, things, things are good. I, what have you been playing? What if Superman ha- just flew the other way and f***ed everything up? Oh, it would make time go backwards, I think. For no, but he, so, but didn't oh, he go backwards? Forward? Yeah, you mean if he flew forward? What if he flew the up? other way, right, and didn't save Lois, but like, just, he was like, I'm just, he just wanted to skip the funeral and get through the yeah, decomposing he just wanted to body. Get, he wanted to get through the mourning <laughs> phase. Right. Yeah. He's like, He's like if I like, skip ahead two weeks, I'll be fine. I won't be I won't be eating fried chicken on my couch for the next two weeks. <laughs> Drinking Hennessy right. out of the bottle. Totally. Let me just f-ing speed this shit up. It's right? not a bad idea. Not a bad idea yeah. at all. Yeah. All the cleanup from the quake is done and he didn't have to do shit for it. Yeah. He didn't have to help lift beams yeah. or clean up power lines or whatever. Yeah. This would be a really good time for him to do that because if he skipped the world ahead two weeks for us we would be exactly where we are right now and probably able to just kind of jump right into whatever twaddle we were talking about because God knows it's not timely. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. You were about to say something. 
Um, I was going to just tell you some of the things I've been playing. Not a tremendous amount of new stuff. I'm still playing Immortals. I'm liking it less and less every hour that I play it, just like what happens to us um, pretty much with every game, as we've discussed in the past. We very rarely finish games. Not true um, with Yakuza, but keep going. Yep. Okay, good, good, good. I'm happy that something finally has um, completely enraptured you and at this stolen point, your it's attention. my game of the year 2021 it's still it's, oh it's i love still that rolling. <laughs> i it's love still that rolling we'll see um, how long yeah i finally got hyrule warriors i've been playing that it's good it's fine it's fun it, it's fine and you're probably feeling like you got what you needed from the demo but you're happy to have a little more right yeah it's good it's fine i want breath of the wild too and this is the only reason that i'm playing it so and it's, it's not a, giving it's me a patch that job right yeah it's a, it's a patch but it's, job. it's cool to go back into that world and like i said the little sound effects that they add uh that are straight from breath of the wild and um the mechanics that they've added from breath of the wild it feels good to kind of be back in that world and i'm ready to explore more story there this certainly isn't that um so i'm ready for that when it does come i started playing bloodstained 2 curse of the moon again the um the sequel the update Right, yes. There's an update. Yeah, so Bloodstained uh, proper is receiving an update called 2D Classic Mode, which essentially is going to turn Bloodstained into a classic Castlevania game, a 2D side-scroller, for I think five or six stages with boss fights and all of that stuff, and I'm really amped for that. So I kind of played Bloodstained 2 to uh, dampen that excitement until I get an actual release date. Okay. Uh, I've been playing Bioshock Infinite still. Again, I don't love it half as much as I love the first two, but I do like it more than I thought I would. But man, is it a shooter? Jeez. It's not the same. If this is the thing, if it wasn't called Bioshock Infinite, it was just called, you know, Columbia. I had right. no relation to Bioshock. I think it would be considered to be a great game. But because yeah, it carries that Bioshock baggage, it just can't compete. Yeah, just like if Back to the Future 3 was called uh, Scientists in the Old West, it would be. Right, right. Scientists and Young Kid in the Old West. <laughs> in the Great, Old West. Good driving neighbor. the DeLorean in the Old West. <laughs> oh, in the Old West, yeah, boy. Uh, ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've also been playing a lot of Concrete Genie because I forgot that I started playing. Yeah, I started playing a lot of it when it came out last year. And then I kind of abandoned it for something, uh, which I probably was for something for the show. And I was for something that we're going to talk about later, that's really not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, it's also know, PSVR compatible, which you right. don't. I oh, don't so have. You're just playing it straight yeah. controller. Yeah, just playing it straight controller, mostly because I thought that Gray would be interested in watching it because he's so into art. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. So he's actually really loving it. We're playing it together. That's kind of the game that we're playing together at the moment. I don't think I would get much a kick out of playing it completely on my own, but playing it with a kid makes it pretty magical. So I'm really kind of enjoying it. And I do love the animation. I love the art style of it. I like the direction of it. It's a cool game. I'm not sure my kind of full response on it yet, but I do like right. it. I almost picked it up on sale a couple times. I, I, I was close. I was thinking about it, but I it's one of the more unique games I played on the PS4. And that's the reason I think it's a really kind of special game. And that's kind of it. How you guys keeping up with you doing a sack boy? Is Gray still going back to Astro? Have we moved past you know, that phase? Yeah, Gray hasn't played a lot of Astro. We are we have been playing some sack boy, uh, kind of moving moving further into it. It's not an easy game. I have to really play well for for us to be able to finish a level because he dies a lot. And then in order for me to play well and finish the level, I win because like if you're playing more than one player, somebody gets a trophy at the end. Somebody does of the level, trophy. and he hates that. 
if I get Charlie, the trophy, Charlie and he loves hitting me and Charlie oh, loves yeah. hitting I, me and taking the trophy. Yep, yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg does the same thing, but he does not like when he doesn't win at the end of the level. And I keep trying to tell him if you're going to play like a maniac running around and jumping off of cliffs just because then we're never going to finish the level. So I have to play well or else we're never going to finish the level. He doesn't care. No. So we have to kind of play that when he's only in a really good mood and ready to kind of share uh, the trophy a little bit. Okay. I mean, I I, I haven't been playing much uh, other than, than Yakuza. So it's you're, you're in deep, huh? Nah. Yeah. I'm in deep. And what I realized is that like, I, I got caught in like so many side. Qu- I finally climbed to the top as the number one company in All right. Japan. Your, uh, your bakery, not just the bakery because I, I, I own, you know, you start acquiring like, you know, five and six properties and then, you know, but now I think I make like every time I, I, I run the day or the quarter, whatever it is, um, like 200 million yen. So, wow. And then every four of those, you have a shareholders meeting, but like those are really easy now. I kind of completed that story beat. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, there was a story beat where, the, you know, like people were out to get you and like every every uh, shareholder meeting would be almost like uh, there'd be a couple of regular people, but then there'd be like a boss who was who showed up and talked trash before the meeting. Right. And, and, okay. they, were, and, they, were, and they were like, we're going to take you down. You can't be a number one company. And I was like, like, hell, I'm not going to be the number one company. <laughs> right. So, so now, like anytime I just need like... Th- three million yen in my pocket i go and i do a quick cycle of that and because that's like my bonus every 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 right. four cycles obviously the 200 million goes into the company and i get to you know i'm not embezzling i'm not a, i'm not a criminal right. i'll, I'll, I'll right. beat people up and kill them and and, and whatever but i'm not a, i'm not a criminal right come so, on please yeah please i climbed to the top there but i, I and i realized that like i just got caught in you, you know i became like you the side quest kid mm-hmm. and i just and i realized that like i've barely been I was like, how many chapters are there? And I just realized like, whoa, like there's a lot of this game to play. And I've just, right, been, going right. ar- I've just been going around being like, I'm going to collect bugs to up- upgrade this weapon. And I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm right. going to collect bonsai trees to make this girl like me more. Like, right. I've just been doing so. Oh, I, I used to do that in high school. Yeah, yeah. No, it totally works because of because of Daniel LaRusso. That's exactly right. Oh, well, what were we talking about? Yakuza? Um, Yakuza, probably. I don't even know what I was saying now. You were talking about um, the fact that Tommy Lasorda passed away. Tommy Lasorda did pass away. And what was he? But he was like 93, right? 92? Tommy Lasorda passed away this week from a heart attack. 93 years young. Young. Um, And I remember Tommy Lasorda best because my friend and I would go down into his basement and use the kind of secret phone they had down there to call 1-800-USA-SEGA constantly to try to win a free copy of Tommy Lasorda Baseball. I thought you were gonna say me and my friend used to go down to the basement and and then you're gonna say dress dress up like Tommy Lasorda. Hang and hang out with Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> hang out with Tommy Lasorda. We went down to old old Uncle Tommy's basement. Hey kids, you up for a hang? Sure, Tommy. <laughs> sure, sure. Let me show you how I used to trick guys uh with the steel signs and uh lessons from Uncle Tommy. Less lessons from Uncle Tommy. Oh yep. my god. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, one eight hundred USA Sega was dialed a lot on that phone. I wouldn't be surprised if the those keys had like the uh, the numbers worn off of them <laughs> <laughs> from the incessant calling. I think it's probably about time for us to hear from some of our friends at the Greenlit Podcast Network. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. 
the the actual motive isn't to explore something that's quote yeah. scientifically possible or but neither is star wars and i know there's arguments about that but i would definitely consider star wars science fiction you haven't it's... read dune you have, no i haven't you can never be the quiz at Tetarak. what mad universe on the greenlit podcast network Matt, I've got a great idea for a podcast. You and me, we watch movies, right? And some of them are kind of bad, and so we make fun of them. But maybe some of them are good. Chris, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And eat snacks. Movie Fighters, an original idea on the Greenlit Podcast Network. I figured out something about myself. Okay. So you are... Felix Unger, I am Oscar Madison. We joke about this all the time. You are very healthy. I asked you for advice. Yep. Uh, you have uh, some training in your background, some 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 physical training, health training, fitness yes. training. Yes, I am a level two certified CrossFit trainer. So I asked you for advice, and I found out a few things as I'm trying to get healthy for once. Uh, yep. No, no big resolutions. I just wanted to make this year that. Uh, but by the time I get to this year, I just want to be in slightly better shape than I started the year at. Somewhat down rather than up. Yes. Yes, totally. And that's and so, that's great. Yeah, that's a good yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, I'm not looking to shed, you know, 70 pounds and get ripped. That's not realistic. But, you know, if I could be like 10 pounds lighter and like have a better diet, like thumbs up. So yeah. that's what I'm aiming for. I figured this out about myself. Mm -hmm. Exercise is more fun for me mm -hmm. if it's gamified. Of course. Yeah, gamification of health of uh, health has been huge in incorporating um, people that would never, you know, kind of normally exercise before it. Absolutely. Yeah. So if if you're you know if you're like me and you have trouble, uh, things that I'm liking that are working for me when I commit to them and and you know obviously there's a bit of like you got to light a fire under your butt, but right. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying you know just Peloton stuff, leaderboard stuff. Yep. Uh, you know numbers outputs beating my own numbers. You know, mostly going against myself, but I also finally got part of. I'm still waiting for a few pieces, but I had enough mm -hmm. of Fight Camp to get it going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the heavy bag, right? So it's it's the heavy bag. It comes with gloves, but what's really cool is it comes with punch trackers, right? That right. count your that count your punches, right? And so now it's kind of like a game where sure. <laughs> where it's like I gotta watch, I gotta get my punch count higher. So yeah, of course, I, every I, time. I, yeah, every time. So I have to get, uh, I have to gamify my exercise for it. Sure, like I, can, I can't just go out and jog in the cold. You're right. good at that. I'm not yeah. really good at that. I look outside. I'm like, there's no way I'm going outside or even putting shoes on. But <laughs> right. I can. <laughs> I haven't been outside in two weeks. I'm not going to start right. now. Right. I'm starting now. <laughs> right. So I just wanted to recommend and suggest that to our audience. Uh, if you're if you're a gamer. And, uh, you know, you're looking to get some more physical activity. Think about one of these things that kind of, you know, um, you know, matches up with an app and keeps track of all your personal bests and 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 make a game out of it. It's 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 been yeah, it's been helpful for me so far. I mean, it's, it's sure. very early in the year, but yeah, we're uh, at like day three, but still it's helping. <laughs> I, try, I usually flame out by day half. OK, right. so, <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, so we're, we're, we're 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 way further beyond than we normally get. Like I've always said with any of the people that I've ever worked with. If you're not having fun doing it, you're not going to keep doing it. Even if totally. you can keep, even if you are one of those people 
who can keep things up for a year that you're miserable about. And people certainly do it with relationships all the time. So people have it in in them to do it. Um, People do have it in them to do that. But after a year, you know, you're going to flame out and that's going to be the end of it. You're never going to go back to it. Um, So that's why I always say, do you, can you play basketball with even one other person? You know, is there anything you can do? Can you take a walk with your kids? Like stuff that you're actually going to enjoy doing where you don't feel like you're exercising. That's always, that's always the big, the big answer. Much like gaming, exercising yeah. should be fun. Should be fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if you flip over to my other podcast, Todd for Life. Uh, <laughs> fitness should be fun. Um, fitness should be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, anyway, that's a really long tangent just to encourage our listeners who are overwhelmingly gamers like us. If you have trouble get, getting going, gamify it. I, I did. And... Um, I'm enjoying it. So it's great. Look into, look into some of that stuff out there. It's, it's all over the place. Now people are finding fun ways to, you know, disguise exercising into some kind that's of, right. <laughs> into some kind of video gaming thing. So, um, so that's cool. Uh, that's, that, that's been on my brain. I just wanted to update you on that. Cause you're kind of my unofficial personal trainer. Yeah. Well, I'm text- your, I'm your, um, personal Miyagi. And speaking of, we both finally finished, uh, Cobra Kai season three. And I will have to say to our audience, there's going to be some spoilers, so if you want to skip ahead for the next 10 minutes, feel free, um, but we are going to be talking about the show pretty in-depth over the next 10 minutes. Mike? Good. Very good, because we don't want to ruin it for anyone, because there's some cool stuff. First, I want to say Elizabeth Shue coming back. Great. I love how she's immediately like falling back into like teenage love interest for both these guys, and and it never gets like weird or inappropriate it never go like like it's just kind of like they like fixed their past baggage and, and and she's she was like a little she was like a little guide for both of them and like i don't it, it was like very the, the notes hit on it i thought were very well done it was one of the few things they did well <laughs> this season but the thing that they did the thing that worked them best with Elizabeth Shue is that she was only on for two episodes. She didn't all of a sudden become Johnny's love interest. We don't have to carry her right. into the next season. She did right. exactly what she should have done. She, they had, um, you know, a good moment where they both got to, well, her and Daniel and her and Johnny got to kind of relive uh, their past for a little while and then go back to their present rather than getting stuck in that loop. Uh, so yeah. that worked really well. And she's great. Yeah, she's and she's she's great. She she needs to be in more. I hope she's got more stuff lined up because she like dropped off the map for a while, and then she was back I, I, in the, I in the like boys. Think, she came back in the boys, and now and now yeah. she's she she was popped up in this. I always like to think that's a choice. That's an actor choice. Like you know what? I've been doing this for a while. I need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like, don't want to uh, think uh, of it yeah. being the alternative because it's just too sad. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, more shoe in the future. It, it's, it was great because it's very organic. It's like probably what would happen really if those three caught up. It wasn't right. like love triangle city again or like anything right. crazy, you know, or like, you know, they just kind of like caught up. They told some jokes about each other, you know, a little bit of advice, a little bit of guidance. And then they, they kind of go their separate ways. But I have a I have a lot of questions or sure. thought exercises for you. Mm-hmm. Starting with this one. How does the world work, Todd? Does it work like Miyagi-Do? Does it work like Eagle Fang? 
Or does it work like Cobra Kai? <laughs> but can I just say, bite like an eagle? It's one of my favorite things of all time. It's as good as what could go prawn. It, dude, <laughs> dude, first of all, they need me making their shirts. Second of all, yeah, they sell that shirt in the store now, and I'm probably going to pick one up today. They, ah. Dude, they released, and here's the thing that kind of spoiled it for me, because I'm on their email list, the Cobra Kai uh, email list, is they sent me oh. a an email being like, Eagle Fang merch now on sale and i'm like what is Bunch eagle of, what was, fang it's only been out for a week we wait like two weeks before you do stuff like that well they got me because i really mm. want an eagle fang shirt which i'll probably oh, and you will yeah i'll probably order today because i already have some cobra kai gear <laughs> i'm team johnny no matter what whatever he right. does yeah I, that's that's the, that's the t-shirt i want to buy uh you know if he starts a band i want the t-shirt for that band oh, um so so tell me how does the world mm. work who do you whose philosophy do you fall into? Well, I think I think it's uh, I think the sh- the show is appealing because everyone's partially right. I don't think you can kind of compare the world to one of those philosophies. I mean, Daniel's obviously too soft, Johnny's too erratic, and Crease is too hard. Yeah. Um, so somewhere there's a meeting in the middle and that's why, you know, when we see, the uh, the double sensei Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang combination at the end of the season, that's probably closer to the truth. And there's probably very little that Kreese can actually offer other than being one of the best villains in the history of television. I think that's a fair assessment. What, what dojo would you join? You're new in town, Todd. Where are you going? Oh boy. Um... I think I would go. This is this is going to be very a very me answer. Um, I would go to Miyagi Do just because of Miyagi, just because of Miyagi's little house. But I love the idea of like striking first and Cobra Kai and like. But that's just not me. But I love the little. I love the little house. Yeah, the little house is fantastic, and 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 you're a bonsai guy, as we've discussed. So, <laughs> of course. Right. It's well known throughout the podcasting community, your love of bonsais. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fair and a fair assessment of yourself. I think you know yourself very well. I think that I'm with in judging myself. There's no way I'd go Cobra Kai. I'd look at those guys and be like, that's too hardcore. And I'm not right. breaking into a zoo and stealing a snake. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's the only thing guy- from Cobra Kai I want to do. <laughs> Steal snakes. Right. Uh, break into zoos um <laughs> jumping turnstiles etc other toughs street toughs yes, street activities tough stuff. yeah I, I i don't think and i also don't have a bully origin story like hawk or something that might drive me into that hyper aggressive mode right and i'd also sure. look at crease and i'd be like this guy's a psychopath i think i have a pretty good psychopath detector and i think i'd be like eh, i don't know yeah but i'd be really interested in him so i'd probably stick around so it really yeah. all depends on who got me first <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Whatever yeah. flyer was was right. under your door first, right? Exactly. Where you're going? Yeah. Um, I'll tell. I'll tell you a secret. This is really embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you the secret anyway. Okay. When Karate Kid first came out, the movies first came out. I was all in with. It was my first. It was my first induction to karate movies, and I was all in. And I got a Miyagi Do gi. I guess oh for like God. my birthday or for Christmas Where or whatever. Is Where Wait. is it? No, it gets more embarrassing. I used to go out on my front lawn and do fake karate so that people would drive by and think, wow, this kid knows his karate. Todd. <laughs> I don't know where it is. 
This I feel is, like I feel like I borrowed it from the same friend that I used to call one eight hundred USA Sega with. That's Michael Gorman. It's <laughs> Todd. What? A few things. <laughs> sure. Is there any pictures or evidence of this gig? No, zero. Okay. Two. This is perfect for you because you're a fucking actor. All yeah. you wanted to do was yeah. act out the yeah. actual karate. <laughs> you yeah. didn't want to know self defense. Nah. And, and no. part three of this is that I would have loved some bully to go by and just dump your books oh, and just fucking absolutely. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way he would have. I was so I committed so hard to that role <laughs> that a bully would have walked by and been like, "There's got to be easier targets. Where's Eugene?" <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to do my homework and give me a dollar. Oh my god, that's yeah. Um, such a good it, it's really thing. embarrassing now that i think about it but i remember having a lot of fun so like i always say karate should be fun <laughs> right you're uh, famously on your within the podcasting community uh, you're known for your for your stance that karate should be fun correct correct and also your crane kick yeah yeah it's yeah. terrible but it's great yeah. but i like doing no, it yeah. I, I honestly every time they show that little japanese house i say to tracy I need a Japanese house. I need a you little do. Japanese house somewhere. And she keeps saying, she keeps using that as fuel to say, it's time for us to leave New York. Let's move. You can have a Japanese house. We'll go south. See, I see it another way. I think it means it's time for you to open a dojo where you train oh. people to yeah. act out karate. You don't teach <laughs> I, I, them yes. any actual karate. Yes. All right. So yeah, you uh, did you just get a starring role in a karate movie and need to have your stuntman do all of your tricks? <laughs> your I can help you to at least get from A to B for where the stuntman comes in. Right. <laughs> which which uh, some of the actors in Cobra Kai can't even do. I don't think Ralph Macchio has lifted his foot above his waist the entire season. No, he hasn't. For just fifty nine ninety nine a month, you'll teach mm -hmm. kids how to trim bonsais, how to put yeah. on geese to look yeah. legit, correct? Uh, how to do karate on your front lawn that yeah. will trick intruders and yep, uh, yep. ne'er ne'er do wells. What are they called? Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, towny punks, towny punks, yep. street toughs. Yeah, um, uh, it's the total package. And why yeah. learn real karate when you can and learn how to look like you? You could do. It's half the work. Yeah, and you get a free gi. Free gi, which yeah. I love. You yeah. should you should get free geese with everything. Yeah, only for new time, only for new students. Right. Oh yeah, and it's great uh, for your resume. Exactly. But for mine yeah. or for theirs, everyone's. I think <laughs> I, th I think everyone's a winner. I think everyone's a winner. All right. All right. Good. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, karate studios that have sadly closed in my town over the past year. So maybe it's time for me to go and scoop one of them up. We're gonna need to come up with a great name though. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toddy Doe. Yeah. Uh, Toddy Doe. It, <laughs> just spell it so it looks like you're it's, you're gonna send Gabe and Charlie to help me like take care of the place though, right? Like as ch weekly chores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone needs to you know carefully place the rocks around the water treatments. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay, so this is my other Cobra Kai thing for you. Okay. One, how long does it take to fall into a pit of snakes? Because it felt like it was a 45-second fall. I've heard that it takes two to three minutes, but... Two to three minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard famously. Um, Fam famously? Yeah, in Vietnam, it can be longer, though, depending on the time of year. Because when you flush the toilet, does it go the other way over there, or is it's that... It's because of the lunar pull on gravity. Okay, and the tides? Mm -hmm. Yep, and the tides. So it has to do that's with right. the moon. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so slower snake pitfalls. Slower okay. snake pitfalls. Yeah. That all was very all scientific. That was all, I'm going to, I have to tell you. That was like the t- Hans Gruber of snake pitfalls. It was, the, it was, it was the, the, yeah. <laughs> agreed. It's a oh perfect, perfect example. Yeah. I, I was, uh, he had a lot of time. I have to tell you something you're probably not going to like to hear, but you're probably not going to be surprised to hear it. Okay. Tr- Tracy despises this show. She can't. She just can't. She can't get behind, but she can't get beyond the writing. She can't see through the acting. She can't appreciate the bubblegum cheese for what it is. She's yeah. totally out. But she watched it with you, right? She stuck she to, did. to the yeah, end. Yeah, she stuck, yeah. She stuck through the whole thing for me. And she was looking at her phone the entire time, but she looked up more than she'd like to admit. <laughs> she was excited <laughs> yeah. when uh, she was excited when Elizabeth Shue came back. Yeah, I think everyone was. It's it's great yeah. when they bring back old favorites. Yeah. Um, and she did like, and I really liked the um the Okinawa stuff. Uh the fact that they brought back two or three of the actors from Karate Kid 2 was pretty cool because usually sequels don't get the love in the in the reboots or the reimaginings, you know? It's always they take the first movie and they kind of base everything off that. It's very rare that the sequel gets action. So I'm hoping, hoping against all hope here. My favorite villain of all time is not John Kreese. It's, it's not. Ter- is it Terry it's Silver? It's Terry Silver. That's definitely who he called, right? Def- that's, that's exactly what I said to Tracy. I said, he's calling Terry Silver because they were in the war together. I remember yeah. that from the first. That's why he like saves Kreese's butt. I think that's yeah. why he like buys the studio from him or gives him the money to keep the studio open when Kreese yeah. can't afford it because yeah. they talk about how they, he saved his life in the war. So he's definitely calling Terry Silver. So you know the actor that played Terry Silver is like, I can't get any more haircuts until we start <laughs> shooting. I got to get that ponytail back. He needs the PT. It's yeah. crucial. Yeah. Now, um, there's a lot of Karate Kid 3 that stinks. Almost all of the stuff with Miyagi and the stuff with uh, Robin Lively, who I absolutely love even more than Elizabeth Shue. So let's see if we can get her back for this mm-hmm. next season. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the stuff between Crease. Um, Daniel and uh, Mike Barnes, the new kind of Johnny, the hotshot of that 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 uh um movie. I think that's some of the best stuff in the Karate Kid franchise. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to that coming, dude. This stuff where like quick like Terry Silver's trying to act like he's training him, but he's really just breaking him down, and the and it that it's all amazing stuff. I think they're probably happy that they picked this one up from YouTube and didn't let it die. And here's what here's one of the things reasons why I think it's 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 successful. It's very honest about probably where these guys landed. Like yeah, Daniel has a car dealership where he plays off his like local celebrity and John Johnny sure. to wash out. It's not like you, we come back to these characters and they're all doing really exciting things. Like we're starting like pretty bottom rung with these guys. But uh, and that's what I think is part of the charm of the show. And if you can just lean into it, you know, you can can enjoy that. Here's another question I had for you. So at the end of this season, they both show up and kick the shit out of Crease. Right. (laughs) Then he stands up and he's like, well, we should settle this the old fashioned way. And at the same time, Yolanda and I go, didn't they just settle it the old fashioned way? (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. With your fists. No, he was talking about like kickboxer where you have to wrap your hands in the rope and dip it in the honey and then dip it in the broken glass. Right, and and the gummy bears. Um, Right, (laughs) right, exactly. So the old fashioned way is a karate tournament. And I was just thinking, you know how long it would take if all disputes had to wait for the local karate tournament? (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be great, though. Yeah, 
You'd have to just, you'd have to put things on ice for so long that they'd probably work themselves out. Right, maybe. Like, even if you got, like, a parking ticket that you wanted to dispute, they'd be like, look, you're gonna have to settle it the old-fashioned way. Like, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even have a gi! You know? yeah. Like, what am I gonna do? Oh, send, send them to me. Send them to me. I'll send them to you. Free gi. Send them to me. $59 right. a month. Right, $59 a month. You get a gi, and you'll look like you know karate. Yeah, exactly, and that's all you usually need. You know, I, I I was saying very much the same thing to Tracy, but a little bit like, why is Chris so interested in the personal lives of 17-year-olds? It's really <laughs> creepy how invested he is on yeah. quote-unquote winning a tournament. It has right. to be more than that, you know? It's like, right. so what? You have a trophy. What happens next after that? Do you enjoy it? Do you celebrate? Or do you go have kids break into more people's houses to fight them in their own house? Right. And and what I really enjoyed also is is that during that last scene, first of all, Johnny just embarrasses Robbie by like lazily sidestepping and blocking his kicks. Like he yeah. like Robbie it, it can't even like land me, a punch. It looked like Keanu Reeves when he uh when he finally becomes Neo at the end. Right, exactly. He's like, like yawning while he's fighting Agent Smith. They kick you know, they they kind of kick Robbie's ass and they mm-hmm. obviously kick Crease's ass together or whatever Mm -hmm. but then i like how they're like all standing outside and sam shows up with miguel and and then they're and and then robbie's like get out of here and blah 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 and like they start talking trash i'm like i'm like you guys are the losing team you you guys just got your ass handed to you why are you even talking smack to the four people who just destroyed you right it's like we'll see at the tournament it's like (laughs) like mother we just had the tournament. We just had the tournament. Get out of here. You get out of here. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm going to go take oh a shower God. in there. Yeah, I can really. now. Get out of my fucking dojo, you mm. goddamn psychopath. Can, can, we, is, can I ask a question? I have a question about Karate Kid. Yes. Uh, or Cobra Kai, I should say. Um, sure. Is the guy who plays the strip mall owner the same guy who voiced Watto from Phantom Menace? Question to piggyback that question. Is he not Borat's handler in Borat 1 who naked <laughs> right. wrestles him? Yeah, is he? Is he? He might be. He, I, sw- I swear. I don't know I how people can still get away. It might. He might very well be. He may very well be both of those things. I got to look him up because there's something so familiar about the guy. Right. But I haven't seen Borat 1 in, oh, God, dec- like since it came out. Um, and, and I was like, is that the same guy? It looks like he cut some weight. And I'm like, maybe cut some weight. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you own a dojo, you just, it's through osmosis. You just, you cut weight. So yeah, I, I should probably buy, I, I should buy a dojo. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah, I should buy your dojo. Oh no, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He could be both of those guys or none of those guys. And, uh, we might just be misremembering all this stuff. I was really happy, and at the and I didn't. I also had one of those moments where I didn't realize I was watching the full episode of the uh, the final episode of the season. So mm-hmm. after it goes to credits, and they're like, "Here's some other bullshit you can watch," I was like, "Like, right, like, right, right," because right. I thought I was about to watch the tournament, and Yolanda and I were right. both so disappointed. Oh yeah, no, I, I yeah, yeah. I uh, I I knew exactly. I knew it was ten. I, every time I watch like a new season of a Netflix show, the first thing I do is say, "All right, how many episodes how am many? I looking at here?" Right, ten, um, twelve, so I know, thirteen. Right, because right. I hate that feeling. That happened with me recently with something else too, and I was like, "Never again, never again am I getting caught in this trap." Right. So that was a real bummer for me. And then I was like, "What? What's also funny is that like when Crease is making the phone call, I was like, is he calling a?" sniper <laughs> like is he gonna like or is he, <laughs> is he gonna tanya harding <laughs> like one of these 
guys like right, how right. crazy is this gonna get and then when you read, read all read all the stuff on the on the message boards and, and new sites they're like oh he's just calling they're, they're just gonna bring terry back and i'm like oh i guess that makes sense so they're just bringing back another person that they've already right. defeated in right, the right, past. right yeah exactly like, okay you're just hey, adding to your loser squad i have some good news for you you were correct ken davitanian dav davit davishin davishin okay ken davishin ken davishin Okay. Sorry, it's very small. I'm realizing more and more that I need glasses. Uh-huh. He was Borat's producer. Ah, so I know what his penis looks like. Yeah, correct. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I don't Harry see Taint, any Harry Taint, that man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, he was uh he was he played Azamat Bagtov in uh Borat, but he mm-hmm. did not play Watto in uh okay. Phantom Menace. So So one of us is right and one of us is a racist. Ah, son of a bitch. What, 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 I, what, what I wanted to say was, how is he? How are we still getting away with roles like that? Like Watto? No, like the store owner with that. I don't know. I mean, you know exactly what I'm saying. It's very, it's, it's very stereotypical. You know what? I think he did a great job. I think you're being me too. too. Man. All right, fair enough. All right, so um, you know who I think the MVP of this uh, this show is becoming, and the season up, certainly Johnny. is. Stop it, no. Johnny. Stop. No, shut up. It's Johnny. Nope. It's it's Johnny or it's his buddy who died of cancer. Nope. Uh, those are the only two people. It's a, it's it's uh it's Daniel's wife. I was going to yeah, I knew you were going to say Daniel's wife. Well, is Tracy listening? What is she looking over your shoulder? <laughs> just just making sure. Say Daniel's wife. Say, say Daniel's wife. Say uh, Amanda. Amanda She's such a good woman. She's such a good woman running that dealership and take care of him like do his dojo <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, no, she's great. She's really good. And they oh, give incredibly, her just it, enough lines to be funny. And she's yep, the only yep, one yep. that has any sort of logic in most of the in situations. She's she's become a very good barometer of how ridiculous is this getting? And then yeah, all right, yeah. we can let we can let it get as ridiculous as we want. As, as long, long as, as Amanda comes it, in yeah. and then grounds it afterwards at the end and says how unrealistic this is. Yeah. So and she's a really important part of the show. And I really love her. I think she's great. She is great. And that's on full display during the dinner with her and Shu, where she and when she's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, you yeah. both have dojos. And she's right. like, you haven't heard this <laughs> yes, yet. I like, know. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah, like, I guess really some funny. things never change. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very good. What I didn't realize is that Johnny was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, really? What was he nominated for an Academy Award for? Not. For so William Zabka, <laughs> definitely not for any of the credit kids. That that I'm sure we're all aware of that. Yeah, no, not for that at all. Tell you what I'll do. Tell you what I'll do. Is it? It's it's Zabka, right? It's not any more complicated than Zabka. I've I've always said it as Zabka. Okay, hopefully it is. Billy, if you're listening, I hope I didn't butcher your last name. And he is. He's a listener. Him he is. and him and Kanye and Rick Moranis and Danny Radcliffe. I'm I'm just gonna read you. I'm gonna read you some of these. Okay. Some of these titles. You tell me. Oh, okay. What you think he was nominated for? Are you ready? Shoot. W- William Zobk has got. He's got a. He's been working pretty steadily. Well, maybe not steadily. Okay. But that's fine. Uh, consistently. Uh, oh no, some tel- some television fills it in. Okay, so so he was nominated for an Academy Award, which I, I was I had no idea. Okay, so you tell me which one of these you think think it is. Uh, a-, a Tiger's Tale. Okay, I mean, could be. Life of Pi won an Academy Award, didn't it? Uh, shoot Fighter. Shoot Fighter. Shoot Fighter 2. 
<laughs> the sequel, the the one, the rare time the sequel won the award in this, the, the original. Right, day. right, right. The Power Within. It's a Huey Lewis song. That's the power of love. But the love, love comes from within, so. <laughs> love should be fun. You know what? We're always saying this on the show. Uh, you know, call in with your relationship problems. Love, love and relationships should be fun. So uh, Falcon Down. Falcon Down. Oh, God. No, I don't know. I, no, maybe. Let me give you three more. Smiley Face, Roomies, okay. Most. Whoa. All right. It's between the Tiger one and Most. Your call, Ace. What's the name of the Tiger one again? The tiger one, <laughs> it's called a tiger's tail, and he plays he plays Randy. Oh, who does he play in most? In most, I can't tell you. Oh, Jesus! Does he play most? <laughs> he plays the he's the most. Because <laughs> <laughs> is he the most to say the least? He's the most to say the least. He took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with most. You're absolutely correct. No way. So he was nominated. Yeah. And here's here's what's really interesting about it is that I, I did not look at anything. I'm not even looking at the runner show. He acted uh, mostly in independent films, studying to be a filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. 2003, he wrote and produced a short film. He wrote and produced it called Most. Oh, and it was how it always happens. It was shot in the Czech Republic and Poland and Most, a.k.a. alternative title The Bridge. Okay. Uh, it, it premiered at Sundance and it, and it won a few awards and then it was nominated for short film uh, at the oh, Academy Awards. Cool. So he's actually a nominee, which I found interesting just digging through his uh, through his back. Catalog. I love that. You know, now in this day and age where it's so easy to kind of produce something uh, just using an iPhone. Um, as long as the story is there, you know, this is that that's how people are always we've, I've always said it, you know, back in the acting world about 20 years ago now that things were getting easier and easier to do that with. And it took a MacBook and a camera at that point, but you could do it. It's the first time you could kind of make your own movie. We were always saying, you know, with the rise of social networks and all that stuff, people are going to start to get noticed by the things that they make for themselves because yep. how many actors are stuck, you know, waiting for someone to come around and write something that is their voice. You know, it, it doesn't happen all that often. No, it doesn't. So good for him. That's, yeah. that's super cool. I didn't know he had that in his back pocket. Uh, even a nomination is uh, impressive and certainly something that was his own project uh, is super cool. So the guy hasn't been hanging around, you know, sl slamming Coors banquets. Uh, you, uh, you can't, you can't say that for sure. He drinks and that banquet. He drinks that banquet pretty realistically. It's convincing. It it's is convincing. Um, and it makes See, me want Coors Banquet more than anything. Yeah, yeah. It makes me want to drink a beer for sure. I just want to be him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Morning, Dad.